Welcome to We Chat Divorce, hosted by Karen Chalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. Each episode, we sit down with divorce professionals and industry experts to provide insights and frank discussions about real people, real situations, and real divorce to help you achieve your best life post-divorce. This episode of We Chat Divorce is brought to you by My Divorce Solution, offering divorce financial planning so clients can secure the divorce settlement they deserve. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to request access. Welcome to WeChat Divorce, brought to you by My Divorce Solution and hosted by myself, Karen Shalou, Legal Liaison, and Katherine Shanahan, CDFA. On these special explainer videos, we answer the top questions about divorce, giving you clarity and confidence as you navigate the process. Thank you for joining us today as we talk about how the MDS financial portrait is different from the discovery process in divorce. One of the key questions we get from new and potential clients is, wait, does my attorney do this? Why should I prepare when my attorney will do this anyway? So today we're going to break that down for you. We'll cover all that and more. When we wrap, you'll feel confidence with the importance of financial preparation in divorce. Now let's get to it. Karen, let's start with the divorce process as far as litigation and the discovery of that. Can you explain to our listeners what actually discovery means? Sure. That's one of the hot topics when you begin the divorce process in litigation. And in mediation, it's just called financial discovery, but it's it's really about collecting the documents that make up your marital estate. It can be a very expensive part of the divorce process. And as I tell most people, it is the most expensive piece of litigation. From my perspective as a non-attorney, one of the reasons there is a discovery process is to ensure that both parties have access to the same information that allows each party to negotiate a fair agreement as part of the divorce settlement. When a couple is in litigation, discovery can include documents like interrogatories, requests for production of documents, depositions, subpoenas. The more activity in this area and the less cooperation between spouses, the higher the legal fees for both parties. Some attorneys, just as a matter of course, the moment divorce is filed, they just send out discovery, irrespective of what they already have in hand. Yeah. You know, I always say, you know, why do we need two attorneys collecting the same data? You know, why do we need two attorneys collecting the same documents? Why can't it just be our process, which is why we do that in our process. We allow both parties to just give us the documentation, but we often hear from an attorney, you know, don't give that piece of information. Like, why would they say that? Well, so attorneys are mandated by rules and procedures and insurance policies that, you know, really regulate how they represent clients. And I know this from my 30 years of experience as a business manager in a litigation law firm, you know, that the, their scope of ability to go outside those lines is very limited. So in order to protect themselves and in order to do what they call due diligence, they have to take all these steps, even if it's not to the benefit of the family. And I say not to the benefit of the family because they have to cover all the bases, um, whether or not both spouses want that done or not. So their role is to protect, enforce, and advocate for you. And when they're helping prepare, that's where the lines get blurry. 
yeah, I'm not going to argue with you there because you know I want to, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to because I get that from the protection standpoint. But why, if, if you have two parties that want to work together for the most that they can, and that is just sharing information. I get some people don't want to share the information. They, they want to play the system. But if they want to share the information and they ask their attorneys to take a break, they're going to work with their spouse to gather the information and then get it back to you. Why would an attorney oppose to that? Well, there could be a couple of reasons. And, you know, uh, we do have attorneys that will take that role of listening to the client, using the financial documents that they have in hand and feel confident in representing in that space. But, you know, attorneys in the industry is just accustomed to not having informed clients and their clients don't know that they have the authority to go to their attorney and say, look, my spouse and I, we've worked together or I've worked with my divorce solution and I am confident in what this marital estate is financially and this is what I want, and I understand the financial impact, and I would like to try to settle and negotiate this case before litigating in the discovery space. You can say that. People don't understand it, mm-hmm. but that then goes to way back when you hire an attorney, knowing the right kind of questions to ask so that they understand your goals in the divorce process. That's probably a whole different divorce explored. Yeah. Um, you know, so we have, we have consults or we have new clients and they, if they have attorneys already engaged, they'll say, well, let me talk to my attorney because doesn't my attorney do this? You know, mm-hmm. don't they give the financial clarity that you're going to be giving? Mm-hmm. How do you answer that? Well, a lot of people have trouble translating financial preparation and the uh, financial portrait to their attorney because it's a very unique process. As a matter of fact, I think My Divorce Solution is the only company we know of that develops it as comprehensively as we do because we link the financial analysis with the development and the obtaining the key and supporting documents. So I don't think there's another company out there that does it. So they have trouble understanding what we do in the first place. So then they conclude that we're helping our clients build out a financial disclosure, which most couples understand that that's one of the first documents you fill out. And that's where you're filling up your income and expense, your assets and debt. And they hand you the document, you fill it out, and then their paralegal types it up. So they think that that's what my divorce solution is doing. And so on that premise, well, we do that. And on that premise, we collect the documentation. So I think there's the disconnect. And also, frankly, some attorneys don't really feel comfortable with other divorce professionals in their space. There um, you have it. Come, it. Yeah. When, when you're making comes, that statement, yeah. it really uh, gets my insights going. And that's not right. And that you mentioned earlier about being informed client and going to your attorney. It's a much mm-hmm. different um, interaction. Even as I always say, when you, t- when you personally attend um, a meeting with our clients and their attorneys, it's a very different conversation, they say to us, than when they're on their alone. That it should is. not be. It is um, because there's a lot of reconciliation to do relative to the litigation process and how the advocacy and the financial analysis is being integrated into that legal um, advocacy or the legal process. Um, so many times 
cases get off the rails because one spouse will start um, really making noises or requirements about, well, we need an appraisal on a house. So, so all of a sudden, everybody's moving to, well, we have to get business valuations. We have to get appraisals. And so we're back here with our clients saying, well, wait a minute. We actually need to get uh, village rules about who's paying support and how are we paying the bills and getting some foundational decisions made before rushing to hire forensics and hire these evaluators. Because at, the, at this moment in time, most of the time, the documentation needed to get the appraisals and the business valuations doesn't even exist. No one's taken the time to collect it, organize it, and understand it. Yeah, and that's expensive because you go down roads that you may not have to go down or you're hiring all these people that you may not have to hire to do what we don't know, right? Right. You don't know, you don't know until you have all that information. You know, so a lot of times people think that their attorneys will give them the financial clarity they need. Is it the role of the attorney to provide financial clarity? And does an attorney want that role to provide financial clarity? So from my experience, attorneys have not had the education or the expertise to provide the financial clarity. As a matter of fact, most settlements agreement say that I understand that my attorney did not give me tax or financial advice. And people are reading that for the first time. I, I explain to our clients when I'm speaking with them that, you know, we're not only helping, we're not only helping with the financial analysis of knowing what you have, helping build out division scenarios, helping you know where to spend your money to get the best information so that you can, you know, make really good financial um, decisions for yourself. Our process helps them go through the exercise of owning that information so that no matter what is happening in their case, they're not going to get derailed if the case starts to derail. They're able to stay on what their goals are and how they're going to accomplish those and really advocate for themselves. And so that piece of it is powerful. Um, because you're never turning over the reins to anybody, not to a forensic, not to a business valuator, not to your attorney, not to your mediator, not to your spouse, not to anyone. You know this information, you own it, you've gone through our process, you're rooted in the knowledge of your marital estate. And how powerful is that when you have financial knowledge? But let me ask you this. So a lot of times when I take an assessment call and they're in the attorney, um, they have their attorney and they're in that process and they could be in it for a few months or even a year or even longer, unfortunately. And they'll say things like, oh, I've already spent 30000 on my attorney. I spent 150000 And I don't know, our fee could be 10000 for someone. It could be 4500 It could be, it depends, right? Whatever that amount is, they say, well, let me go ask my attorney if this is okay. And I want to wonder, not want to, but I do wonder if you're that far or that deep into the process, why are you calling us in the first place? It's so true. And I asked that question. And I know you asked that question. Why? And, you know, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't have financial clarity. And I assume my attorney would do, you know, would advocate for me. But even if your attorney thought he or she knew what was best for you, frankly, only you know what is best for you. And if you don't take the time to know that, first of all, all the money you spent is for someone else to determine your future. 
plain and simple. And you're handing over, you know, a ton of money, for, which may not even benefit you. It's incredible. And you don't need permission. Again, let's, let's just go back and say that you do not need permission to get financial clarity from your attorney. You do not need permission. If you need it, you need it. And if you're in the process and you're even calling us or taking an assessment, there's a reason for that. Somebody's telling you to stop, pause and get the information that you need. Because if you don't, like Karen, you're saying, you don't own the information and, and somewhere a week or two weeks or even a day from now, you're going to go down a path that you wish you didn't go down. Um, so you need to have that financial clarity and nobody has a right to tell you that you, you don't deserve it. That's so true. And here's the beauty of our work, because when we help a client collect the documentation, it's all tagged, inventoried, and organized, and the financial analysis applied to it. So you, you're bridging that gap there. So when you have that, anytime you need a document or anytime you need to refer back to an asset and what that means to you and how you can negotiate it is all in one place, all at the same time, and you know it. Now, let's compare that with um, an attorney's invoice that I just reviewed last week. Two months in, $30,000 had gone right out the door. And I broke it down for the client to help her understand how her $30,000 had been spent. So it was spent on three attorneys, the main attorney, a paralegal and associate, all billing for every single email, each one of them billing to discuss that email. So that was a huge part of those invoices. Everybody emails all day long. You as a client, everything that comes up, you're emailing your counsel, right? Because you don't know what's an emergency. You don't know what can wait. You don't know. So you have to, you're sending all these emails and every one of them is being billed in this situation by three people. Now they're going to a support conference. So whatever information has been provided by client, they all three of them review, they discuss, and then they go to court. All right. So they get uh, a number that's to her detriment. It's not, it should not have even been decided in any event. It was uh, misinformation. And then they're going, they're starting discovery and they're going to a motions hearing. And then they were, um, Oh, then they were creating a stipulation between the parties. For each of those events, there were time entries to pick up the same pile of documents in the same time reviewing by three different people, as if they had never seen that financial documentation before. And didn't one, didn't the main attorney not even show up at those hearings? Sent Correct. the um, junior associate? Yes. And the junior associate didn't understand the nuances. It was a fairly complicated case. And this is the same firm. I mean, a client was confident and independent enough to hire us, even though he insisted that she didn't need financial clarity. It was a straightforward case, simple. But she did have the confidence enough to say to him, well, if it's so simple and straightforward, how am I in this situation? of paying support that I should not have to be paying? And how is it that I've spent $30,000 and we've not resolved anything if it's so straightforward? And I applaud her for that. And she went and got another attorney who was flabbergasted at how her um, litigation had been handled up until that point. But she had no idea, of course, 
Like, how would you know? Typically, this is the first time you're experiencing something like that. You know, and sadly, this is one state, one little case, right? We have so many cases in every state, in almost every county, and, and internationally. And until we talk about it on explorers like this, nobody hears about it. You hear about it at a table with your friends who are talking about their situation or at work where a coworker is telling you, but we don't talk about this out loud enough because it is your right, if you're listening, to ask your attorney good questions. It is your right to get the financial clarity that you need and take, take pause there if you don't. And until the person going through or the family's going through the process know that, it'll never change. Because we know the industry, and that's what's great about My Divorce Solution, because we know the industry. We don't want to be the whole industry. We want to work with professionals who understand that having an informed client is the best client you can have. Right. Um, But I was thinking about something that you said there. You know, I had um, another one of our clients from a different state on yesterday, and husband was participating. And it made me remind you of this email exchange. They had an email exchange about expenditures for the kids and they weren't talking to each other. So there was a bunch of email exchanges going back between the attorneys, probably $2,000 worth of emails. They were on the call, a Zoom call with me yesterday and point, point blank said to, he's not the client. Okay, what do you need? You need, you need her to just run this cost by you because it's $500 or what have you. He said, yeah, I would just appreciate that. And she said, okay, no problem. It was as simple as that. It was giving them both the space to, you know, admit that they're uncomfortable because they're not included in the decision for their kids. And the other party was uncomfortable because it was $500, afraid that he would say no. And he didn't say no. And he just wanted to be included in the conversation. But you don't get that in a $1,000 email back and forth between two attorneys. But to have a space that you can just say that, you don't have to agree to it, but at least you're being heard. Yeah. It's amazing. I I think we've seen that in mediation as well. I feel like a lot of mediators are now talking to one spouse and then talking to the other spouse in the whole Zoom environment. The spouses don't have space to have these very important conversations. Um, Yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. Another explored, Karen. I'm so glad you brought that up because as a trained mediator, when I sit on those, I'm like, seriously, 10 hours? For the mediator just to listen to you and you don't get to hear the other side because it never, it never comes across as the way the person's saying it. It just can't, right? It's like playing telephone. Was that what the game was? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in answer to does our process add value to the whole overall process or does it duplicate the process that you're paying with your attorney? Oh, Catherine, it adds value. So I gave a little bit of a horror story and we see those all the time, especially when people have hired their attorney in good faith and all of a sudden realize that things aren't going as planned. Conversely, we have just as many clients who come to us and say, I need to be prepared. I know I can't even take the first step without knowing what I have, knowing what I want knowing what my options are and knowing what the impact of my decisions will be with documentation to support. Then they take that to their counsel or to their mediator. I was on three different calls last week where the attorney looked right in the screen and said, I have everything I need. I do not need one more thing. This is great. I wish all of my clients would be this prepared because then I can do my best work. So that's the difference. When you go prepared, 
you as a client know what you have and your attorney is really clear on what your goals are and he, they're really clear in knowing that you're not going to change your mind tomorrow based on some new information you may have received because you already have taken the steps to know and understand then the impact, the financial impact of that no and your decision for your um, marital estate. That's great. I mean, I know I love what we do, but that's, that about sums it up. It does. So if you're looking for a financial understanding of your marital estate, you can get started today by going to our website and click on get started. Begin your journey to financial knowledge. And for more information on this topic, head over to www.mydivorcesolution.com. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. And if you're looking for more support and guidance for navigating the divorce process with confidence and clarity, financially speaking, head over to our website at mydivorcesolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and tools for your journey ahead. We'll see you back here for our next episode. P.S. This video is intended for general information purposes only and should not be construed as financial or legal advice. If you're considering divorce, make sure to protect your wealth with divorce financial planning from My Divorce Solution. Our certified divorce experts will help you untangle your finances and understand your settlement options so you can negotiate your marital assets with confidence. Protect your financial estate with divorce financial planning. Visit MyDivorceSolution.com to see if you qualify to work with our financial divorce experts. That's MyDivorceSolution.com for expert divorce financial planning. Thanks for joining us on another episode of We Chat Divorce. We hope this episode was informative and supportive on your divorce journey. If you're looking for more support for navigating divorce with confidence and clarity, head over to MyDivorceSolution.com for more podcast episodes, divorce events, and resources for your divorce. We'll see you back here for our next episode.